0: This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. So I walk in, and I'm I'm over there getting coffee, and I'm like, and Corinne goes, (laughs) she goes, did you get a haircut? I was like, yep. She goes looks really good. It looks good. Wow. I was like, you know, I went to this barber I don't normally go to. And he kind of like, like, look, in my culture, we like, we like getting what we call a shape up or a lineup, right? So they got to do it tight. I don't know how I got the only barber in the shop who was older than like dust. I don't know. And he goes to give me a shape up and my man is spending like 15 hours right here. Not not here, here, like in, right here on the skin. And I'm like wondering to myself, what the heck is going on? So we get done. I go look in the mirror, and he pulled my hairline back from like here to like here. And so I'm like, yo, like that's, that's bad news. If you're a barber and your, your barber, you know, pulls your wig back a little bit, you got ooh, you know? And so I'm sitting there, and she goes, yeah, it looks really good. And I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> the barber kind of messed me up a little bit, whatever. And she goes, Now, I did see that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So the first part was a formality. The second part is what she really wanted to say. Yeah, did you realize that he did that to you? I was like, got it. Thank you. Just slide my coffee. Cool. Uh, (laughs) Go MSU. Go MSU, anybody? I'm always saying that because... I'm representing from my man Quinn. This is two weeks in a row. I'm starting to service off by bragging on you. For some reason, Quinn made his wife stay home yesterday and brought me as his date to the MSU game. We sat in the skybox, got free food, all that, and uh, it was a good day. I was thankful for that. And so uh, I, I'm wearing his shirt right now. If you're on the podcast, it says MMFam. Fam" for Mixed Modern Fam. Go listen to his podcast. I, I would do that for you just because you got me into the game. So thanks. So good. So now that that's done, that's like the formalities before you really get to it. Every preacher does it. Um, And those are mine. So good morning. Uh, This morning, we are on the last week of real talk. Real talk. Last week, um, we talked about anger. um, And that was uh, an interesting one. And this week, we're talking about thankfulness. And um, I'm up here again. With my messed up shape up and everything, because uh, Sam, poor guy, uh, threw his back out. And so I'm at the MSU game last night, and Sam hits me up, and he's like, he just texts me, he's like, hey, what you doing? And I'm like, he don't ever text me on a Saturday night, Saturday night like, what you doing? So I was like, nothing. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I threw my, I could just hear his voice, it was a text, but I could hear his voice. He was like, yeah, I, uh, I threw my back out, put my fence in. So you think you could preach tomorrow? And I was like, I mean... That was like my literal text. I mean... And then he responded, before, before I could say anything else, he responded with, I mean, like, I, I literally can't stand, so you, you, yeah, it's pretty much on you. And I was like, I mean... All right, I'll do it. I will do it. So we're sitting at the MSU game, and I went from like yelling from the skybox and and like scarfing chicken tenders and brisket to I was just like staring at my phone, like thinking what I could write while Quinn is over here just partying and having fun. I was sitting in the skybox going, I got to preach tomorrow. So anyway, here we are, thankfulness, and I'm thankful for the opportunity to talk today. Thankfulness. Thankfulness is a big thing for all of us. If you are a human being, which you all are, thank God, uh, then you know there's two sides to thankfulness in one aspect, right? And the aspect I'm talking about is this. If somebody does something for you, you know it's good manners to say thank you, right, and to appreciate them. And if you do something for somebody and they don't acknowledge you, you know how salty you can be, right? Let's be honest. We know each other. You can be salty, You get real salty. Like, you you won't to their face. You'll do something, right? Say you hold the door for somebody. I don't know, just an example. And they slide in, and then they don't even look at you, and you're like... You look back at your spouse, and you're like, didn't even say thank you. You know, like, come on, you get salty like this real quick. In my house growing up, it was funny. Like, growing up, my mom was very... I, I knew that if I did something wrong... My varying degree of punishment will ultimately go to the most critical setting on the dial. Like, ding! If I woke up on a Saturday morning and Alanis Morissette was blaring in the house, I knew that I was in trouble. Does it, did anybody else have a mom that cleaned when they got angry? I woke I'd be in a dead sleep. And just, just, I mean, just, just to put it in perspective for you, when I was a teenager, we're talking 50 Cent, you can find me in the club, bottles full of. All right, so, and that's the time period we're in. We're way past the Morissette set being any kind of cool. Sorry if you're a, f- a fan. Okay, I'm just going to be real with you. Real talk, okay? And I'd wake up out of a cold sleep. It's not. Whatever, it just going. It is like it's just like I don't care what the lyrics were. It was, I'm a female and I'm angry, right? And so like I, I walk out to the living room and I'd be like, Mom, you know what time it is? Bing. She turn around and she go, You know what? That's it. Like every Saturday, she just go off. That's it. Everybody get up. She walk around everybody's room, hit the lights hit the lights, if you didn't get up, she'd pull your bed cover off, you better hope you had clothes on, right? She'd rip your bed covers off she'd be like, everybody get up, get up, get up, everybody in the living room right now, everybody get up. You'd walk out there and you knew it was about to be showtime and you'd sit down and it'd go something like this, do you even aim for the toilet seat? Mom why are we talking about this right now? No, you don't get it. You don't get it. And I'm assuming she's talking about I don't get how to aim for the toilet. And she's like, you don't get it. All that I do. All that I do for you guys. And you just don't get it. When is the last time somebody did a dish? I'd be like, I don't know, you tell me. Better run, right? Mom, that's your job, not mine, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, it's not, It's not, it's not. And husbands, it's not, okay? Right? But that's how it go. And, and then it would spiral gradually spiral out of control to, to this, right here. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. Like the, like, I've had, I don't know what the, I don't know what this means, but I've had it up to here. All right, well, I've had it up to here, so I win. I've had it up to here with you. Why is here the significant place, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to had it up to here or up to here. Like maybe she could only reach that high. I don't know. She's kind of short. I've had it up to here. And here's what it would all come down to. Ready? I am tired of everything that I do for you guys. I go to work, and I'm like, you live here too, right? If I don't have a house, you don't got a house, so right? <laughs> I'm, I was a smart mouth. And so she'd be like, I go to work. I come home. I do laundry. I got to do this. I got to do that. And nobody even says, thank you. <laughs> when she realized that I would never say thank you, I dug my own grave. You know, you're toast, baby, because it doesn't matter what she does. It doesn't matter. You can be, you can hug her, kiss her, love her all day. If she's mad and she goes, You never say thank you. And you go, Yes, I do. And she goes, When? When's the last time somebody appreciated what I did? You're like. Now you're right. You got me. You got me, right? Okay? appreciation and saying thank you is a big thing. You know how mad you can get or how salty or how you can feel if people don't appreciate you, right? So in our relationships, we try to show appreciation. We do different things like sending out cards or or we'll tag somebody in the post nowadays on social media, right? We might send them a gift. We might get them a gift. We might take them out to lunch. We might do different things to show appreciation to people, right? The sad part is is that a lot of times we focus on our appreciation and our thanksgiving on this kind of level right here. It's horizontal, right? Yeah, because I have no vertical, so this would be horizontal. So it's basketball. <coughs> so we focus on our horizontal relationships, right? Thank you. Did they say thank you to me? I don't know. I'm not going to do nothing for them no more because they don't, ever, they don't ever, like, acknowledge what I do, for. right? So it's a very horizontal thing. Sad part is that a lot of times we completely skip over this area in our spiritual life, right? I read a, I read a, a thing the other day on Twitter, which is funny because I'm about to roast Twitter. But um, on Twitter, it was like somebody tweeted, did you wake up this morning and thank God? Or do you just think you could get through the day by yourself? And I was like, Ooh, got me, right? How many times do we get up, go to work? go to school, any students, go do things all throughout our day, drop our kids off, take our kids somewhere, right, pick them up, get groceries, cook dinner, all these different things, and we go through the motions of our regular, everyday routines, and we completely leave God out of it, right? We treat God like, kind of like a, he just sets the stopwatch, and then he just walks away and watches, but he's untouchable, right? We kind of segregate God out of things, right? Right? We push God out of our daily things, out of our daily time. And that's the problem. We live in a Facebook, social media kind of age where you're actually programmed. You you may not realize this, and some of you may realize this. I realize this with myself. But we all live in like this social media day and age now where you are actually literally programmed to not pay attention as much to significant events that happen because so much happens that you just got to roll on to the next thing, right? I'll scroll through my Facebook or I'll scroll through uh, Twitter or different things, Instagram, and I'll see significant things happen. I had a friend have a baby last night, right? But because I had, like, 15 friends have babies over the past, like, week, that's not true. Like, two months. I'm like, oh, another baby. Oh, another baby. Oh, another baby. Oh, another baby. Jeez, that's a lot of kids. Oh, another baby. Right? And I just roll past it. It becomes a new norm because you're oversaturated now with current events and different things that happen. And you get in this pattern of just going, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. And you lose all kind of wherewithal to wait, to go, wait, 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 wait. Whoa. That's, re- that's awesome. You don't read the fine print anymore. You're just like, oh, wow. That, Wow thank you, God. That's awesome. We're all programmed to see it, and move on, see it, and move on. The problem with that is this, is that thankfulness, when it gets brushed over like that, starts to create a condition in all of us. And really, thankfulness, if we work in it the right way, thankfulness isn't just for the person that's on the end of, of the thank you, right? Thankfulness isn't just for everybody else that you thank, and thankfulness isn't just for you if you're the benefactor, if you're the person who did something and somebody's supposed to think It's not just a one-way street here. Thankfulness is a two-way street. So I'm going to show you this scripture real quick, and I'm going to point this out to you real quick. Go ahead and throw my scripture up there. This is Psalm 105, 1 through 5. It says, give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes. Sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exalt his holy name. Rejoice you who worship the Lord. Search for the Lord for his strength. Continually seek him. Remember. Key word. Remember the wonders he has performed. His miracles and the rulings that he has given. Remember. Tell. Tell. Go do something. So what I want to point out to you is this. when you, you can leave this verse up too. We can read over this really easily. We can get into that Facebook social media mentality where we start to read over things really fast. And we're just like, oh, read my Bible. Oh, read the scripture. Cool. Give thanks. Mwah. Right? How many of you guys remember that song back in the day that was like, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. You guys remember this? Super corny. DBH was proud. He was like, That's, uh, give thanks, give thanks. The choir would come up. Give thanks. Those was the altos. Or is that soprano? I don't know. Give thanks. Forever God is faithful. Right. And then at the end, you would get like real like exuberant. You'd be like, you just start, you'd stop saying God to everybody else. And you'd just be like right here with God. Forever you are strong. Right. And then if you were in like the, the right kind of church, you'd just be running around like, forever, forever. Right. You'd just be going in on it. Here's the thing, though. We can get into that and we can go, hey, give thanks because God is good. Hey, give thanks because God is good. Hey, praise God because he does a lot of good deeds, man. I mean, he's God. He should do a lot of good deeds, right? And we can get into this, but here's that's not what this is doing to you. This is not for God. This is not to remind God of how God, God is. Like This is not to go to God and be like, Whew. rub him on the back. That was, That was nice, man. Dap it up. You God. God is good. (laughs) All the time, God is good. eh? Like, it's not to pump God up like that. That's not what we're doing. You know what this is for? The psalmist writes this because he wants you to take out a big, fat post-it note and write down everything God has done for you and stick it down somewhere. So that way you remember, you remember, this is for you. This is for us. The tone that this is written in is really saying something like It's not like, forever God is faithful. It's not like that, okay? It's like this. Hey, wait, 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 wait. You're moving really fast, man. Like, you you must really post a lot on social media because your thumbs are like. Right? And then you realize you wrote something dumb and it's like. Until it, like, deletes everything in a big chunk. You ever do that? I hate that. I'd be like. Dumb! Oh, no. you are moving really fast but wait a minute wait a minute here's the tone of this wait a minute stop stop give thanks to God give thanks to God let the whole world know what he has done let, let, when you see something happening in front of you chill you don't got posted on Twitter yet. Take a picture, throw it back in your pocket, post it later. It'll still be relevant, right? Stop. Be in the moment. Pay attention to what God is doing right now, in this moment. Let the world know what he's done. Listen, y'all can take that and be like, hey, that's social media, baby. I got to let the world know what God is doing. I got to post this, but here's the heart of this. Slow down, Stop. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Here's my favorite part. Remember the wonders he has performed, his miracles and the rulings that he has given. Pay attention. Pay attention to what God is doing. Stop for a second. Slow down and look at how much God really is doing today. Today. Right now. And then after you get a good handle on actually what God is doing today, right now, what's happening. Because a lot of us, we're humans, right? And we have the tendency to, like, I'll speak for myself. I have a tendency to, like, watch God, literally watch God do something. And I'll be like, man, if y'all have seen me before, some of y'all might have seen me joke. I have this joke where, like, as soon as I see something like that happen, I'll, like, you know, I'll be like, you did that, God. And I'll just give God a little hood praise, right? Won't he do it? (laughs) We stop. We do that, right? But check it out. Be present in that moment so much because in that moment, you're building up future hope. You're building up future things. And after you get there and after you start recollecting and, and building this big pile of what you see God doing today, what you see God doing today, you'll have this tendency sneak up once you kind of get in this mode. This is what I'm saying. You'll have this tendency sneak up where you forget really easily. You get like some selective amnesia. Like you'll see God do something really awesome. you're like, hey. And then like two weeks later, when you can't pay a bill or something, you're like, God, what you doing, man? I'm stuck, bro. Why? Why are you persecuting me, God? can't get through this on my own. Why has life got to be so hard, Lord? I just feel like you're not listening to me, God. And we start to play like the victim role. We start to act like, wait a minute. Hallelujah. We We start to play this victim role where it's like, hey, God is good. Thank you, Lord. God just did something amazing. And then two weeks later, two days later, two minutes later, two hours later, we're done getting caught up in everybody else's stuff going on that we, we just forget what just happened to us. And then all of a sudden, something comes up, a challenge, a trial, something comes up and it stops us in our track, and then it rocks us. We're not prepared for that because we didn't dwell on really what God did long enough in order to, to build up any kind of barrier or armor or trust or hope in that, so that way when another challenge comes, we're prepared for it. Thankfulness is for you. It's not for God. Here's why. Have you, have you guys ever, um, you guys know what an altar is? You guys know what an altar is? Raise your hand if you know what an altar is. <clears throat> okay. When I grew up, where I grew up, an altar was like this, right? And you'd have like a worship pastor or somebody would be like, if you feel in the Lord move, just flood the altars right now. Just come down. Let's fill these altars right now. Let's fill let's it. I mean, that okay, cool. I'm not going to roast on that. Whatever. Do you, right? An altar is actually a structure that would be built, right? And it had like a flat top on it. It was really... I was going to make a barber joke. Flat top. <laughs> Focus. It had, a, it had a flat surface on the top, right? And it was really simple. Just two, two side walls, two legs, whatever, and a flat surface on top. And there's a number of things an altar would be used for. But the most intriguing to me is, is this. An altar back in the day, it was customary for God's people to build an altar in a location where something significant happened, right? So they'd fight a battle. God's people would fight a battle. They didn't think that they could win the battle. They're like, man, the odds are really stacked against us, right? And then they'd fight the battle. God would show them favor. They'd win the battle, and they'd be like, whoa, listen, we don't ever want to forget what God just did here, so let's build an altar real quick. And they'd grab a bunch of stuff, and they'd build an altar, and they'd leave it there, and here's what it would do. It would commemorate an encounter with God. It was literally like a big stone material, like like big, hard, heavy material post-it note for them because they knew their tendency. They knew that they would get down the road and they would face another battle, and then they'd get shaken in their little boots. and, And for those times, they said, we need to build a reminder right here, a physical, visible reminder right here so when we get there, we can turn and look back and see that God brought us through something like this before. You guys get that, right? When we're thankful, the point of thankfulness for us as God's people. God is not telling you to go out and get a bunch of stones and cinder block and, you know, cedar. and Different, you know, fine materials. And build an altar every time something happens. Because thankfulness in your heart builds altars for you going forward. What you're doing when you show thankfulness to the Lord in a situation is you're building a bunch of these teeny tiny little altars in your heart so that way when you face another situation down the road, you can look back on one of those altars and go, wait, 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 wait. We don't need to panic. Look, we had a situation like this before and God got us through it then. And if he did it then, he could do it again, right? Okay, so we got a bad report. We got a bad report. Our credit is terrible. Help me, Jesus, right? Our credit is terrible. It's hard out here. I'm not supposed to be able to get into this car. I'm not supposed to be able to get into this house. I'm not supposed to be able to do what? what, I'm not even supposed to be able to be able to get cable. I'm telling y'all, it's hard. But then it happened. And you go, wait a minute, there's no reason that should have happened. But God did something there. So I'm going to be thankful. God, thank you. Thank you for working this out. Thank you for making a way when there wasn't a way. And there goes an altar. So then you walk down and you keep going with life. And later on in life, you come to something and they're like, hey, listen, I know you really wanted to do this, but you're really not equipped for that. Your family can't really do that. There's really no option for you to be able to do that. And you can go, yeah, that's cool. But back there, I heard the same thing. And it still happened. So if God could do it then, God could do it again. That's the point of what an altar is, and that's the point of of having a posture of thankfulness with God. Guys, life is hard. Life is hard. I remember when I first got married. Today is my, I literally just thought of this. I did not plan to shout myself out. Today is my six-year wedding anniversary, right? Who said that? Who said God bless you? Uh, bless you, girl. <laughs> it's been hard. <laughs> what do y'all told me from last week? What do y'all? What do y'all said something messed up from last week? When I was like, if you think it's hard to get along with somebody, get married. And somebody went to a carbon, and she was like, "Did you say something in there earlier about?" <laughs> I did the Olivia thing. I was like. No, no, man, no. What I was, I was making a point. It was a joke. <laughs> Six years of marriage. The first year, everybody, everybody says the first, well, everybody told us. I think they were liars, but everybody told us the first year is the hardest. Get through the first year. You'll be good. It's like, all right, we can do this. I can make it 12 months, right? First year was pretty tough. I lost, we moved away from home. I lost my job like 2 months after we moved and we went 3 months without me working a job period we lived in we moved from Orlando to Ocala first mistake <sighs> if y'all know anything about Ocala here's its claim to fame it's the horse capital of the United States and John Travolta has a house there <laughs> so much to do So we we lived in Ocala. wasn't a lot of work because you know everybody wants to hire a young ethnic-looking rapper <laughs> to feed their horses. <laughs> and so we went three straight months without me taking g- collecting any kind of paycheck. We uh, I wasn't really trained financially like growing up. My dad. I hope I hope he doesn't listen to this, but my dad was not very good with money. And so my dad was the kind of guy who would like get a car. Like one day he'd be feeling like the the big body Cadillac, you know, and he'd want to put rims on it and the sound system. And then like two weeks later, he traded in and he'd get like a sports car. And then like a month later, he'd trade that in and he'd get a motorcycle, (coughs) which is weird because you don't, when you're 17 and you're bigger than your dad, you don't want to ride on the back of that to school. It's weird. (laughs) Yo, is that rich? Look at rich. (laughs) There's no good spot to grab a grown man. There's (laughs) there's no good spot. (laughs) And then you got to try to get off the motorcycle. Look at all cool with my back. I'm like. What up, man? (laughs) Nah, fans, I always saw you, bro. You're always like, right, bro. (laughs) Roast fest all day. So I was not good with money. My money handling skills were terrible. I didn't want to ever go grocery shopping. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't even want, there was times that I would go like prolonged periods without even checking the bank account because I was afraid, right? I'd be like, I'd open up the web browser to check the the bank account. I'd be like, I'm not even joking to you. I would go like this. I would put my hand over the balance. I'd be like, oh, dang. Right? I was terrible with money. I hated it. I hated dealing with it. And because of that, we suffered for a while. And then I lost my job and we suffered even more. I'm like, how are we gonna pay groceries? How are we gonna do this? What's gonna happen? And that was like a big landmark for us because in that time we lived away from family now. My dad's still not good with money, so I couldn't call my dad and be like, hey Pops, you wanna slide me 50 bucks? No. He was calling me, asking me to slide him 50 bucks. Right? Like we, it just wasn't a good situation and we went three months without me having any kind of paycheck and somehow like we'd have people come out of the woodwork like people we barely even knew they come out of the woodwork a guy came up to me one day at church i, I swore he hated me because he was like really old like southern baptist kind of dude like he wore big belt buckles and cowboy hats to church with a tux and a bolo tie and i'd walk in with like kind of a suit on kind of like a steve harvey suit like we're loud and obnoxious was my way of rebelling for having to wear a suit. And then I'd have like big old Nike dunk shoes on and I'd be like, Sup. And the dude just walked up to me one day and he shook my hand like a brother. Like, and mm, he said like that. And I was like, mmm, thank you. But when he slid it, it was real, it was real slick, because he slid it and he had some money in his hand He slid it off to me. And he's like, don't look at it yet. Get home and then count it. And I was like, there's enough to count? I got home. He slid us $500. It's out of nowhere. Boom, there's $500. I'm not saying all this because you guys, you know, like your hope should be in like God just sending somebody to like monetarily bless you. I'm saying this because... I don't know how it happened, but that situation occurred, not with the same guy, uh, but that situation occurred over and over and over again for three months. We never missed a bill. We never missed a meal. We never missed a cell phone payment. Never missed a cable payment. Thank you, God. Right. We never missed nothing. And I didn't have a job at all. Nothing, we could not cover bills, nothing, and we managed to pay everything on time for three months. And after that period of time, now going forward, we still, to this day, when we hit a rough time, because, you know, it's going to happen, I'm still a youth pastor, and we still don't make that much, and now we'll hit a rough time, right? And something will happen, and it'll look like we can't pay a bill, and I'll look at Carmen, and I'll go, yeah, but we can't trip, though, because we've been through worse. We've been through worse. She's like, yeah, you're right. Something will come up, and I'll start to go, I'll start to, in my brain, I'll start to go down, man. I wasn't taking vitamin D, I started to go down. And she'll be like, wait, 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 wait. We've been in like situations that are five times harder than this, and, and God got us through it, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's what this is all about. That's what thankfulness does. In that moment, those three months, that, that whole time that we first got married and built up that, 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 that whole resiliency to the situation because we were able to, to, to be tough, we were able to go forward still, we were able to press on and to live when God was taking care of something that we couldn't take care of, we stopped and we acknowledged that. I would tell everybody, out of a natural reaction, when you see what God is doing, and it's genuine thankfulness and gratitude in your heart, you're going to tell people. You're going to share that because you can't believe it. And I would go around, I'd tell people, I'd be like, yo, I've been out of work for three months. If God's going to do this, I'm never going to work, right? Like, why do I need to work? God, people just give me money. And then I'd do the Diddy dance. <laughs> take that. Take that. It's bad boy. It's Puff Daddy. He's a rapper, okay? And and because of that whole situation now we can look back and we can say man God did this, it's like that song we just sang I will look back when I look forward and I see something in my way that that tries me that scares me, instead of looking forward and going oh baby I'm going to look back and go it's no big deal, we got this it readies you for what's coming in your future So for us, slow down, slow down, slow down. When's the last time you really stopped? I mean, really, not just prayed for like five minutes before your meal, 20 seconds if you're me before your meal. When's the last time you really stopped and you looked at it and you were like, yo, this shouldn't have happened for me, but it happened. I'm going to give you credit for that. When's the last time you stopped and you looked and you were like, yo, my kids are wild." And they ain't dead yet? That's you, God. When's the last time you stopped and you looked and you were like, my kids ain't dead yet? You know how many times I wanted to kill them myself? <laughs> That's really you because you know me. I would When's the last time you stopped and said, man, I haven't had enough to pay my bills. Man, wait, hold on, hold on. Let's get deeper than this. When's the last time you stopped and looked at something, and when you got a bad report from something, uh, let's, let's say a doctor, let's say a, 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 a family situation, let's say a legal situation, and you stopped and you heard something that sounds so black and white, so black and white, so matter of fact, that it just stopped you and stunned you in your tracks, and you were able to look at it and say, No. That's not the final answer because I've seen God do bigger things than this. I guarantee you, if your eyes are open, you could have what it takes in here to say that because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if we're paying attention enough, we have all seen God do things that weren't that kind of reaction from us, but we get too busy and too distracted and too caught up to really stop and go, whoa, that, whoa, that's what God really did there? Oh my gosh and let yourself just take it all in and be shocked at the fact that God did that. Too many times we look at something God has done and we go, whew, what a coinky-dink!" No, no. And then we'll be the ones, when somebody tells us they're going through a bad time, we'll be the ones that go, everything happens for a reason. If everything happens for a reason, then there's a reason that, that that's not a coincidence for you. You, God is going, hey, Look right here. Right here. Look what I did. I'm picturing God. I'm picturing Jesus with orange earmuffs and the two light-up sticks. When's the last time you stopped dead in your tracks and marveled at what God was doing? Ooh, cool. No. And it moves you to worship. It moves you with genuine gratitude. It moves you with a real deep sense of thankfulness. Guys, that should be a regular occurrence for you. Not so that we can big God up. I hear people say that kind of stuff all the time. Oh, God, um, God is all about his own ego. It's not about ego. God knows that when you respond out of a thankful heart, You're building altars for your future. You're going to encounter something. You're going to run into something that stops you dead in your tracks. Are you building enough altars up behind you to where you can look back and say, he did it before. He'll do it again. Let's be thankful. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. God, help us, Lord. Help us to stop, man. I'll speak for myself here, God. There are so many times, so many times that I really, in my mind, I see you doing something, and and, in my mind it's triggered. I look at it, and I can go, man, look what God, look what God is doing here. There's so many times that situations like that occur that I can just look and see you moving, but God, being caught up in the daily motion. God, up in the daily routine. I don't let myself just stop. And take it in. Ponder, marvel, be awestruck at how good you are. God, this isn't about your ego. God, you're good. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. There's no surprise there. Our thankfulness is to remind us of that goodness when things don't look so good. Jesus, help us. Help us to have a posture of thankfulness with others. Help us to overlook it when we don't feel like we've gotten enough acknowledgement from others when we do good. But God, most of all, help us slow down, hit the brakes, Stop. Pay attention. We don't want to grow cold, God. We don't want to grow cold. We don't want to grow blind to the things that you're doing. Give us sharp, clear vision to see what you're doing. Give us the wisdom and the mindset that stops and gives you thanks for it so we can build that altar up for the next encounter we have where we need hope and we need trust that you're gonna do it again because you will. In Jesus' name.